Hi, and welcome to my podcast, On The Grow. I'm Grace Lee. This is the fourth episode into the series called Deep Dive Into the Life of a Social Media Entrepreneur Series. If you're new here, I launch my podcast episodes in different seasons that focus on a certain topic. For this season, I'm kicking off the second summer month with a deeper look into what goes on in the life of a social media entrepreneur, the work-life balance, the mentality of someone working in social media, what happens during client content shoot days, and more. In this episode called, What Goes On Behind a Content Shooting Day, I share what goes on behind a day planning, traveling, and shooting content for clients. There's more to what's perceived on social media, so I wanted to share more of what goes on behind the scenes on days like these. I talk about the analogies of how content shooting days are like a performance, tips of what I've learned on work trips, an important mantra I live by, and more. If you've been tuning into this season so far, you'll know how crucial planning is for me. If I'm not organized, or if it's not in my calendar, 90% of the time, it's not happening. But before I get into the episode, let's do a life recap first. The last episode covered my secret of doing it all, and I talked about my routine and day-to-day tasks as a social media strategist. And lately, life has just been a whole lot of that. I'll have days where things will be nonstop, back-to-back, and then I'll have days where it's less tasks and more recharging. Marathon training has been going very well. You know you're on a roll when you wake up every morning in excitement to knock out another run on your training plan. I thought marathon training in summer would be pretty difficult, but waking up at sunrise and knocking out the runs early in the morning have been serving me well. Or maybe I'm just speaking too soon and the real heat wave starts later this month. Who knows? I guess we'll have to see. If I had to rank my favorite type of runs in the week, I'd have to say that speed runs are my favorite. Growing up, I ran track in middle school and played soccer, so speed has always been something I'm naturally drawn to. I love the takeoff feeling when your body just naturally cranks into gear and you can just feel the adrenaline pumping throughout your veins. It's an amazing feeling. Anyway, my speed runs are usually on Tuesdays. Well, except for this past week. The 4th of July holiday really threw me off, so I had to rearrange my training plan a bit. Most of all my other runs are recovery runs, so all low heart rate, low intensity runs throughout the week with Speed, cross-training, and long-distance runs sprinkled in there on the weekends. And on that note, I have an 8-mile long-distance run coming up this Saturday that I am very excited about. And speaking of weekends, this past weekend was 4th of July weekend, and I spent it with my boyfriend and friends. My boyfriend and I, we had a nice little picnic in Central Park, before the heat wave got the best of us, and then we headed back home to cool off before heading downtown for the fireworks festivities. 
For those of you who are new to following me, I can't resist a good fireworks show. There's something about bright lights exploding around you and lighting up the night sky. I truly cherish these moments that don't come across that often. And while reading the news of fireworks shows around the U.S., I stumbled across something really interesting. I didn't realize the amount of work that went into putting together a fireworks show. According to a New York Times article, in the days leading up to the 4th of July, these firework companies deploy about 400 pyro technicians to set up fireworks shows in parks, beachfronts, and barges. Before sunset, the technicians communicate with local police and fire departments to make sure the area where the fireworks land is cleared of all revelers. And, at the destination, the trucks are loaded at undisclosed bunker locations where the firework inventories are covered with earth to keep them cool. They purposely don't advertise where the explosives are stored, obviously for safety reasons. The licensed technicians meet the trucks at their assigned locations where they lay out the wiring according to a detailed script and load the fireworks into cylindrical fiberglass tubes. Whoa, that's a mouthful. Anyway, this made me reflect back to the Macy's annual fireworks show where they orchestrate the launch of more than 48,000 fireworks shells from five barges on the East River. And also, speaking of 4th of July, I am absolutely stunned at what happened at the Highland Park shooting in Chicago. I just cannot wrap my head around the mentality of these people who do things like this. It's sickening that this keeps happening. It's a vicious cycle that keeps happening over and over again. And, and quite frankly, I just want it to stop. I mean, how many more people do we need to lose before action happens? <sighs> Didn't mean to make the life recap end on that kind of note. But without further ado, let's get into the episode. Back when I worked a corporate job here in New York City, I never thought that this would be the career path I'd be on. A service I offer in my social media agency is content creation, where I shoot photos and videos for clients and then bring their story and vision to life. What goes on behind a content shooting day is really one big performance. It's the big grand show. All the planning, strategizing, organizing, and communicating with clients has been coordinated before the big day, and the morning of, I have the routine down pat. No matter what time the shoot is, I always get in a workout. No excuses in that department. I'm not a coffee drinker, so that's where my natural energy comes from. After the workout, I'll shower, get ready, and then start packing up all my camera equipment and gear. Again, it depends location to location, but for the most part, all gear is charged up and ready to go the night before. The worst thing that can happen on a shoot day is the battery already being dead. After that, I'll feed the girls their breakfast and lunch before getting dressed and looking presentable for the outing. As someone who started working in social media because of a fashion blog 10 years ago, 
Fashion plays a key role in everything I do. A mantra I structure my business around is this. You are what you wear. And I always see it as your outfit introduces you and your style of work. I will spend the extra time to make myself look presentable when traveling for shoot days because my work focuses on quality. And if you don't look presentable, what makes you think your work is too? If someone were to see what I look like on client shooting days, you'll see someone probably going over a checklist, not just once, but possibly five times. I don't ever want to run into a situation where I left something or forgot something behind. Like I said, your actions and your presentation is a representation of your work. And I don't ever let someone get that impression unless it's something out of my control. When I was traveling once a month to my client in Connecticut, I remember I would pack everything I needed for the long train ride and then forget to bring food. I can certainly remember those work trips because I'd end up starving at the end of the shoot and scarfing down food when I got home. And let's just say, since those days, I've learned not to make that mistake again. Just imagine going hours without eating and then trying to come up with fresh new ideas on the spot. Focus? Yeah, you can forget it. Client shoot days are the performance in my book. It's the grand show where you're on stage presenting your talent to not just the client, but to the world. You're dressed your best, you're fueled properly, mentally, and physically. You're focused and ready to execute what you learned in dress rehearsal. And that's when the fun part begins. After I arrive to the destination, or on whatever form of transportation gets me there, I'll get right to work. Usually, I'll converse with clients in the beginning to make sure we're on the same page, chat over any ideas we want to add in, and then I'll proceed. By now, I usually have a good idea of the order of how I'll be shooting. Again, it depends client by client, but there's a certain light that comes in the afternoon when I shoot with my client in Connecticut, and we know that's the best time to capture photos in that one area. Or if I'm shooting for my gym client, I know where I need to stand so the subject is not backlit. It's little trials and errors that have helped me figure out and understand what works and what doesn't. Which brings me to this point. Probably most of what I've learned about the social media business has been through trial and error. It's mostly been me experimenting on a lot of things and failing and succeeding at the same time. I learned from what worked well and what didn't work well, and I'd be lying if I said that wasn't part of my strategy. It's accepting that social media will never be stagnant and the need to evolve and grow is a part of the business. At the halfway point, I'm doing check-ins. At this time, I've probably captured half of the content I needed in that location. But that still doesn't stop me from going back over the shot list or double-checking to make sure I got the shot. A tip when it comes to photography. Even when you think you've got the shot, keep shooting. Because the more options you have, the better you'll feel when you're going through edits and trying to find photos that work. I know for me, taking more content than needed is always the answer. 
Sometimes clients may like shots that you didn't think were the best, but they somehow really liked that different angle. And who knows? They may go with that shot versus the 50 other ones you thought were it. Something else I learned while shooting content for clients as a content creator is that what you find appealing from a personal standpoint isn't necessarily what your particular client may find appealing. Remember, when you're shooting content for clients, it's their approval that matters. Suggestions are welcome, and I'm sure they appreciate your creative eye and feedback, but you have to keep the client's audience and client's vision in mind when shooting. That's something I had to learn very quickly, as someone who also creates content for her own personal brand. What worked well for me didn't always work well for my clients. And I'm still to this day learning that differentiation and challenging myself in the process. It's a hard switch to toggle back and forth on, but you start to get the hang of it once you're able to put your personal creative thoughts aside and focus on your professional creative thoughts and how you can bring your talent and skill to help someone else. When the shoot ends, I'll either follow back up with the client or I'll start making my way back home. Whether that's traveling on a train to Connecticut or Long Island or hopping on an express 4 or 5 train uptown, I always get that simultaneous happy and exhausted feeling. Happy because I spent another day helping a brand tell their story through my creativity and exhausted because these types of days are absolutely draining, mentally and physically draining. The amount of energy and thought that goes into content shooting days is quite a lot, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I love these performance days and I'll always cherish the dress rehearsals that lead up to the big day. Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Stay tuned and keep listening to the next episode where I cover another episode into the deep dive into the life of a social media entrepreneur series. This time, I'll share with you my journey of how I started working in social media, how I started my social media agency, and more. And as always... If you have any questions, feedback, or topic suggestions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Thanks for tuning in.